Right, episode seven. Is it? Yes, seven. Okay. Hello, and welcome back to I Had Nothing Better to Do, where I talk about movies, TV shows, and sometimes video games because, well, because I had nothing better to do. This is episode seven. My name is Anjit. And today we're going to talk about The King's Man. Now, The King's Man is a, a a sequel to the original Kingsman Secret Service movie. And it stars Ray Fiennes and a couple of other people I can't remember the name of. And if you don't have time to listen to the whole podcast, it's not a great movie. I don't recommend watching it. It's absolutely a waste of, of two hours. It's a waste of your time. Don't watch it. For those of you that, that want to stick around and listen to me pretty much rant for the next couple of minutes about this movie, let's let's begin. So my biggest issue with this movie is that it doesn't bring anything to the table. You know, the original Kingsman was... It was a fun movie that didn't take itself too seriously. It was it was supposed to be a a parody of movies like James Bond and, and things like that. And this movie just feels this movie just feels like it's taking itself way too seriously. It is it is way too serious. There's no there's no real jokes in it. It's not really quirky like the first movie was quirky. And it just doesn't it doesn't bring anything to the table. If anything, it's it's going backwards. It's regressing from the first Kingsman movie, and it's just it. It feels like this movie doesn't need to exist. It feels like a lazy cash grab to capitalize on a popular movie franchise. If if I go more granular with the details, the opening of this movie is very very slow. Like it's very slow. I think the first proper action scene doesn't happen till at least halfway through the movie pro- probably about the one hour mark is, is where you get a good action scene like the first proper action scene whereas in the original Kingsman which I watched straight straight after I watched this the, the original Kingsman you get an action scene within 20 minutes I think the pub scene in the original movie happens 20 minutes into the movie and you get a taste of, of what's to come in the rest of the movie you know it sets the tone of the movie in in this one, there, there's nothing that sets the tone. I mean, it, it starts off with them in the desert, and he's the Duke of Oxford, and they're, they're in the middle of a desert. And he br- brings his wife and kid into the middle of a desert, even though he knows they're fighting these indigenous people, and it just it it's a very boring start that doesn't it doesn't really. It doesn't really capture my attention. And I think that was one thing that let this movie down. They they set a tone in the beginning that was very serious and very bland is the word I'm going to use. And the problem is, is once you set a tone at the beginning of the, beginning of the movie, that is a tone that is kind of expected through the rest of the movie as an audience member. Um, if you start your movie off really boring, really slow, the audience is already switched off by the time anything happens. And when something does happen, it, it doesn't carry the same impact because the audience hasn't put the time and the effort to get invested in your movie. 
from the beginning. So when you do something interesting or cool later on in the movie, I don't care because I've missed the part, the setup, because I wasn't paying attention, because I was bored. You know? And I think that, that's something this movie suffers from, is it tries to set things up, it tries to, you know, give emotional weight to scenes and things like that, but because I was so bored from the beginning of the movie, I wasn't paying attention to when they were doing these setups. So when the setups paid off, I didn't care. A good example of this, spoiler warning, is when his son runs off to fight in the trenches of World War One, right? And the 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 reason he he is in those trenches or or the reason for this scene is he's running across no man's land towards the German army to retrieve a secret that one of the English spies was bringing back. So he runs into no man's land and he finds and 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 this like little troop of people gets killed by the Germans or whatever, and he finds this original spy on the ground because his leg was blown off and he can't run and the son starts crying even though he chose to be there and now he regrets being there which was another moment of contention in the beginning of the movie where the son spent a lot of his time fighting with Ray Fiennes character because the son wants to go to war and Ray Fiennes keeps telling him not to go so him crying doesn't have an impact on me I don't feel bad for this kid he chose to be there it's whatever anyways so he finds this this English spy in the middle of no man's land, picks him up on the soul on his shoulders, and sort of run, runs across the battlefield in a very 1917-esque Dunkirk type scene. It's all very dramatic, it's all very serious. Like I said, it looks like 1917. Which, you know, it's it's not a Kingsman movie. Kingsman movie aren't supposed to be that serious. Anyways, I'm I'm going off track. So he grabs this guy, runs all the way back to the British trenches. And we find out that the secret this guy was trying to bring back, the Kingsmen had already, or Rafe Fine's little group of friends, had already had the secrets. But this kid went there under a fake name of another soldier, and this other soldier's friend realizes that this is not the same guy, thinks that he's a German spy, and then shoots him in the head. Which means that the first the first half of this movie, which is the conflict between Ray Fine and his son, doesn't mean anything. I should probably recap the story, actually. So this the story is that there's Duke of Oxford, played by Ray Fine. He has a wife and a child. He goes to this army base in Africa to meet up with the general to talk about some humanitarian effort or something. A fight breaks out between the indigenous people and this British camp and Ray Fine's wife gets shot. We jump forward a few years and Connor's the kid's name is Connor, he's all grown up now. And World War One is just sort of starting off. Archduke Franz Ferdinand gets assassinated by this group of villains that are led by this Scottish man who's fighting for the freedom of Scotland from the English. And all these other characters just follow him along for some reason. I don't understand why Rasputin isn't part of this gang and he's just following this Scottish guy. For God knows what reason. I don't know what they're gaining from this. I mean, it's the independence of Scotland, so why does Rasputin give a shit? You know? Anyways, 
so Archduke Franz Ferdinand gets assassinated and what they're trying to do now is trying to get America involved in the war so that they will win the war because Russia backs out because Rasputin blackmails Tsar Nicholas whatever it's history go go read up World War One if you want to know the history behind it anyways so the story is that because America is so reluctant to to join the war Rafe finds creates a little groove with his housemate and his security guard who then it's it's stupid just talking about it who then try to find out what the big secret is that's keeping the president from joining the war and so this group is created where they find the secrets and they get rid of it and America joins the war and then World War One progresses how it progressed in real life That that's the the broad strokes of the story so as i was saying before i recap the story this kid connor and ray fine to have this for the first like i said hour of the movie it's them arguing about connor trying to join the british armed forces and going and joining world war one and blah 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 and that's the emotional tension the movie is trying to create however Connor gets shot in the head in the trenches and I don't care. I, I I genuinely don't care that he gets killed. He is completely pointless to the movie. He doesn't add anything to the story. He doesn't help the plot move along. He's just there as a guilt trip for the audience. It's it's very much a oh, look look single father they only have each other and then the kid dies and it's so all so sad and but it's not sad it's not sad because I don't care about this Connor character I mean it I, I don't I there's no connection between me and this character at all at all I don't care about this guy when he gets shot in the head I had no reaction I couldn't care less right if this kid didn't exist in this movie the movie would still go in the same way it already does, right? There is nothing that Connor does that progresses the plot. Ray Fine's character understands that America needs to join the war, so he does his own thing to make sure that happens, right? If Connor didn't exist, they would still find the secret that's keeping the president out of the war, get rid of it, and then America would join the war, and then things would progress the same way. This Connor character adds nothing, absolutely nothing to this movie. And it's just absolute waste of time for him to be there. And, you know, comp- comparing to the first movie, that there's all the characters that they show on screen and spend time on are important. They matter to the story. Even the villains. So in the first movie, we had Samuel L. Jackson playing Valentine. And he was a very interesting villain, right? He couldn't stand the sight of blood. He had a stutter. He was memorable he's a very memorable villain right and and you can kind of and they explain his motivations right he wants to you know deal with this uh, problem of overpopulation and global warming he's admittedly he's going about it the wrong way but i understand where he's coming from it's kind of like thanos where where you're like i can see where he's coming from i mean it's still a dick move but i, I get it i get it but in this movie i i i don't the villains are so bland and so boring i mean the only good villain is rasputin and that's only because the actor plays him kind of crazy which is the only interesting part of this movie it is the bits where rasputin is in it it is admittedly quite cringy and and 
disgusting at some points because Rasputin was that kind of person. But he is so interesting to, to watch in this movie and the actor does a great job of portraying the weirdness of Rasputin. He, he, was, he was fun to watch. The other great character was a character called Shola played by Jamon Honsu, I think his name is. But he is such a good actor. He's been in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as well and, and lots of other little movies and stuff like that. But he is absolutely amazing, amazing actor. I, he's so good. So good in, the, in this movie as well. His action sh- scenes are great. And, you know, yeah, I, I, the action scenes are a bit boring, I'm not going to lie. But I think that's good because of Ray Fine's age, really. I, I know Colin Firth was... was wasn't a spring chicken when he did the original Kingsman, but you know he put the time and the effort and energy in to make sure he was in good enough shape to do these action scenes. And uh, I feel like this movie doesn't have that. I feel like Ray Fiennes didn't put the effort in physically to to make sure he was in shape for the movie. But there's lots of little things that that really piss me off in this movie. And another point of contention for me was so. Ray Fiennes, Duke of Oxford, Connor, Shola, and Polly, who's the maid. They're all part of the this little group. It hasn't been named yet, but they're part of this little group. And so they're going to go assassinate Rasputin. And Ray Fiennes has an old war injury where his leg, he has to limp on it. It doesn't work properly. Anyways, so they go and they like set up a meeting with Rasputin and blah, blah, blah. And there's a point where it's just Ray Fiennes and Rasputin in a room and Rasputin says, oh, I can fix your wound. And he just licks it. Like, he, like, really goes in on the wound, like, sticks his tongue in there and licks it and it's all very weird, very disgusting. That's all a bit I have the problem with. Because, like I said, Rasputin is a, a fairly weird character anyways. The bit I have the problem with is after he does this, Ray Fine's leg is okay, it's fine. It's completely healed. And so we're just going to believe in magic in this movie now. You know, like, so you're telling me Rasputin licked your wound and it's fixed. We're just supposed to be okay with that in this movie, really? Like, genuinely? That bit really irritated me. They also don't have a a standout action scene in this movie, in my opinion. So in the first movie, we had the the church scene, which is amazing. If you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend going on YouTube and just type in Kingsman church scene, and that's it. But basically, it's just this one long shot. There's no obvious cuts. Obviously, the, there were cuts made in the movie, but you don't see it on screen because the director, Matthew Vaughan, hides them really, really well. He hides the cut so beautifully in the original church scene. But basically it's like a six or seven minute long fight scene where Colin Firth just goes absolutely berserk while a free bird is playing in the background. The action is timed perfectly to the music. The camera follows the action. Like sometimes it'll follow a bullet being fired or, you know, uh, someone being impaled on the stick. It'll follow the stick and it's very dynamic, very... It's a dynamic but clean scene. So think, so the camera is moving around, 
but it's never shaking. So, so you can see who's throwing the punches and who's throwing the weapons and you see all of that stuff. And I don't know, just watching it, it's, it's, it's so good. It's so pretty. It's such a great scene. It, it's one of the, uh, probably one of the best action scenes I've seen ever in my life. But this new Kingsman doesn't have that. It doesn't have a standout action scene that really gets to show off not just the the action, but the filmmaking skills of the director and the work and the effort that the actors put in to be physically capable of doing this stuff or the or, or the planning of the stunt coordinators. It doesn't show off any of that. And the original Chertsey, you know, when you're watching that scene, you can see how much effort was put into it. I mean, the stunt coordinators had to make sure the choreography was on point with the music. Colin Firth had to do physical training to make sure that he could have the endurance to get through this scene, you know. He had to be strong enough to keep doing the scene over and over again to make sure to get the right shot. Matthew Vaughan, the director, had to make sure the scene was planned out properly, make sure the timing was correct to go with the music. He had to make sure the camera was pointing in the right place. He had to make sure the camera movement and the zoom was happening at the right time. I mean, the cameraman probably should get propped as well for, for following the directions. I mean, everyone involved in that scene did a really, really good job. And it just feels like in this movie, none of, no one, none of those people put, put the same amount of effort in to get the same sort of result, you know? And like the other issue, like I mentioned earlier, is that this movie takes itself way, way too seriously. The first movie was a parody of James Bond and spy movies in general with the gadgets and the, and the suaveness and the suits and, you know, all that stuff. It was a parody on, on James Bond. And they were making jokes and they were, it was kind of lighthearted and very tongue-in-cheek and, and they knew what they were doing, right? They understood that this is not a serious movie. It's a movie to make fun of another movie and they got that when they were shooting this movie but in the newest Kingsman they take themselves so seriously they're under the assumption that they're making an actual legit spy movie and that's not what the Kingsman is as a series it, it I mean it is they are spy movies but but they're tongue-in-cheek over-the-top funny light-hearted spy movies they don't take themselves seriously Whereas this one, like I said, takes itself way too seriously. They, they think they're making the next James Bond and they're not. You know, other points of contention and, and things I didn't like were this movie felt the need to explain everything from the first movie. You know, in this one, they had a little... Ray Fine's character kept telling his son, we're Oxford's not rogues, we're Oxford not rogues, which I guess is supposed to be the origin of Oxford not brogues from the first one. You didn't need to do that. Just let it be. It was a good line in the first movie. It, it doesn't need to be explained. You know, just leave it as it is. They also tried to explain the manus maketh man. The original, the, the Scottish villain in this movie says that line. And again, it doesn't need explaining. Ray Fine's character is trying to climb up a mountain. And he uses one of his knives and he puts it in his shoe. So he has like mountain climbing shoes kind of thing. But that's to explain the daggers in the shoes from the original movie. And it's just, you don't need to explain that. You don't need to explain it. Just just let it be a great, awesome, cool thing from the first movie and, and leave it as it is. I think this movie spends way too much time and effort trying to explain how things in the first movie originated rather than showing us how the Kingsman agency was formed. I think this movie would have been much better if they showed us the first mission of 
the Kingsmen rather than Ray Fine dealing with World War One and the death of his son, the death of his wife, and that leads to the creation of the agency. It's not it's not interesting. Like we, we don't I don't watch the Kingsman movies to to learn the origin of things or to follow logic or anything like that. I watch it for the cool action scenes and the quippy jokes and just the fun time I'm going to have. And so yeah, this movie just takes itself way too seriously. I keep banging on about it, but it's, it needs to lighten up a little bit. My other issue is is there's nothing visually interesting in this movie either. You know, in the first movie, when 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 the heads explode, you can see the the flowers and fireworks coming out of the coming out of the heads, which is again quirky and different and interesting. And this movie doesn't have anything like that. There's nothing interesting. There's no real cool transitions. I mean, even the second movie had some cool transitions and some cool slow motion scenes. I'm not really speaking about the second movie in this podcast that much because I'm not a fan of the second movie. It was fine. It was there. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was just a sequel, right? But even that movie had some cool scenes. I mean, Pedro Pascal's character with with the lasso was so amazing to watch. They also do like a, a, a pub fight in that movie as well. Obviously not as good as the first movie, but in this one, you know, they have the lasso element in it from, from the Americans, and that was interesting and fun to watch. This newest Kingsman doesn't have anything, any of that, like nothing. Also, the opening of this movie, very slow, very boring, like I mentioned there in the African desert. Whereas in the first movie, the original Kingsman, it starts off with an explosion in a building. You know, so straight away there's action and there's things happening and it's it grabs your attention because you're like, oh, what's this explosion? What the hell is this about? What's going on? Whereas this movie is just so boring. It's, it's like a, you know what it feels like? It feels like a period drama. That's what it feels like. The first half of this movie feels like a period drama and a war documentary movie rather than a Kingsman action movie. But then as the, as the film progresses, you know, it, it gets more and more action-y and spy But like the beginning of this movie feels like a period drama almost as I'm watching uh, Pride and Prejudice or something so it, it's yeah it's not that great in the beginning actually it's not great at all and you know the 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 other thing is now obviously they're, they're, these are light fun-hearted movies and you shouldn't look into look into them too deep or, or try to dissect them too much because there's not much substance behind it however at least in the first movie we were having this Again, I'm, I'm, it's kind of like clutching at straws to make this comparison. But at least in the first movie, they were talking about global warming and overpopulation and how only the rich and the elites are invited to the bunkers to be safe and how the common people will be sacrificed. And, you know, it was bringing up this, this very, if you want to go to that depth, it was bringing up this debate about the class system and overpopulation and global warming and what can we do to fight it and all and all these kind of things this movie doesn't bring up anything it it's it feels like the first half feels like a period drama from the early 1900s the second half feels like a generic action spy movie where the action is rubbish and there is no spy stuff in it so I'm not quite sure what this movie is supposed to be or what it's supposed to strive for, you know. 
and it just feels like a waste of two hours because it the movie doesn't know what it is. It, it starts off, like I said, as a period drama, very slow, very serious. And the second half, it's kind of an action movie, but only just kind of. It There's no great action scenes that stand out. There's nothing. It's just, yeah. This, this movie doesn't do anything well. It does everything okay, kind of. But nothing well. Unlike the first movie, which did everything really great. There wasn't any moment in the first movie that I was bored. There was always something happening or something being explained or... It was always interesting and it built tension really, really well. In fact, in the first movie, when when they're at the tailor shop and uh, Samuel Jackson character and Colin Firth's character sort of cross paths, cross paths in, in, in the tailor shop, you feel the tension. It, it, it's very tense in that scene. Whereas in this movie, there is no tension. There was no point where I was worried for the characters. Mostly because I didn't care about the characters. And... Yeah, I think I think I think I'm gonna leave it there. I, I think I've uh, said enough mean things about this movie, and usually I try to say some good points about a movie because you know not everything is all bad. And the only good thing about this movie really is some of the acting. Uh, Ray Fiennes does a great job. The guy who plays Shola does a great job. The guy who plays Rasputin does a great job. They are fun and interesting to watch. But other than that, the rest of them are really boring. Even even the villain is really boring. Um, there's a twist at the end with the villain, which is pretty shit. It's not. It's not. Ugh. The twist didn't need to be there. I don't understand why there's a twist. It's not a big moment. It just no. It. I don't care about this movie. I could have watched another better movie instead of this movie, and that's what pisses me off the most is that this movie was literally a waste of my time. You know, some movies are so bad that they're kind of good, like uh, The Room by Tommy Wiseau. It's such a bad movie, but it's fun because it's so bad that you end up laughing at it, right? So that you're still getting some enjoyment out of it. This movie was so mediocre, I got no enjoyment out of it. I didn't laugh at it. I, I wasn't interested in it. It was just, it was a pain to get through. And so I don't recommend anyone watch it at all. Really, just don't watch it. Don't waste your time with it. Yeah, I think I think I'll stop there. I think I've been mean enough. Thank you for listening, and uh, I hope you'll join me again next time. Don't watch this movie. I think it's one of the worst things I've ever had to endure and I hated it and it felt unnecessarily long and it's a waste of time and it's really ruined my whole fucking day basically because it's so shit I just can't even describe how angry this film made me so there you go